0: Hi there, and welcome to the fifth episode of Beyond the Payment, an Affinapay podcast in which we plan to take you beyond the payment. In this pod, we'll dive into the world of Affinapay's integrated partner ecosystem and get to know the people behind the tech companies. This podcast is brought to you by Affinapay, the parent company of leading payment provider brands, LawPay, CPA Charge, ClientPay, Affinapay for Associations, and DesignPay. From understanding features to knowing someone's favorite candy, our hope is that you get a taste of everything that happens beyond the payment. My name is Amanda Heike. Welcome to Episode 5, where I sit down and chat with Scott Clayson from TimeSolve. This audio is pulled from a previously recorded webinar, but without further ado, here is the fifth episode of Beyond the Payment. Welcome. Um, I'm Amanda Hike. I'm the Director of Tech Partnerships at LawPay. I'm happy to welcome Scott Clayson. Scott's the Director of Marketing with TimeSolve. And he's here to help us learn more about the TimeSolve product, the company, and him. So, um, I'm joining today, I'm back here in Austin, Texas, after a trip up to Michigan to spend some time with family. Um, Scott, where are you Zooming in from today?
1: Well, I am up here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, lovely, beautiful Minneapolis. Great, beautiful day here today.
0: And the intent here is, um, again, to learn a little bit more about Time Solve, um, but also just to kind of provide a little afternoon coffee break. So we're gonna try to keep this to right around 20 minutes. Well, why don't we dive in, Scott, and learn a little bit more about you, and then we definitely wanna hear more about Time Solve. But let's start with your stats. Ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Fire um, away. So you already kind of told us where you're joining us from, but um, your hometown and current location.
1: Well, my hometown is kind of a a long question. (laughs) I moved around a lot in the U.S. um, growing up for those that might be of an age where they remember the Control Data Corporation. My dad worked for them and they were headquartered here in Minneapolis. But I started in California, worked my way east, made it as far as Washington, D.C., then ended up here in high school, basically.
0: Great. And where did you go to college and what did you study?
1: Small college about 90 miles away from here called Gustavus Adolphus College, um, good Swedish Lutheran school uh, where I was a history major, actually.
0: Excellent. I love. Yeah, you're kidding Gustavus. Say that again. Gustavus Gustavus
1: Adolphus Adolphus. College named after King Gustav Adolph, who we're all very familiar with as a Swedish king. I'm sure I don't
0: need to explain anymore
1: because we all know so much about him.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, I'm sure it's a lovely campus. Um, And how long have you been working in legal tech or kind of my favorite part of your story? Tell us a little bit about what you did before you started working in legal tech.
1: So for 20 plus years off and on, I was actually in the amateur sports industry. Uh, There's a very large sports complex uh, just north of the Twin Cities here that we put on these huge, massive um, youth soccer tournaments, hockey tournaments, and so on. And um, did that. I was also a school teacher for a while, as a history teacher um, for a while, high school teacher, and then gravitated towards, um, you know, looking for other expand my horizons. And you know, marketing. Whether you're marketing for a soccer team from Austin, Texas, to come to play in our tournament, or marketing to a law firm from Austin, Texas, to use our our tools. A lot of the fundamentals of doing that are are really the same. It's just the messaging happens to be a little bit different. So I've really enjoyed getting into the, the tech world um, that I've been in here now for just over four years, almost four and a half years.
0: Yeah. So this is the, the part where I share my, my memory of Scott and I meeting at ABA Tech Show in 2016. And I confessed to him that it was like my, I think it was the start of my third full week at LawPay. And I find myself at, like, probably the, the biggest, most important tech showcase um, of our business year. And I confessed that to Scott that I, I knew enough just to be uh, dangerous. And then he confessed to me that it was his first. Day. So
1: my very first day of work, yes. Uh,
0: you jumped right in and no looking back. And so Scott and I celebrate our work anniversary together <laughs> um, every year at the Tech Show. We kind of celebrate the fact that that we're a year a year more knowledgeable and probably more qualified to be to be there than we were. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> our, yes, our first 100%. time out.
0: So yeah. Um, any personal details that you'd like to share about yourself? Pets, family, partner.
1: Texas people will appreciate it. I love trying to, my hand at smoking food as best I can. Um, It's just, it's a passion I've kind of gotten into the last few years and it's just, um, it's been, it's a blast.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully Scott, we'll see you in person soon for some Texas Brisket when, when things get better. Yeah, great. So um, time solve Yeah let's talk <laughs> yeah, about time let's solve. talk about time solve. Um, can you give kind of a brief intro of time solve specifically, I kind of love your origin story. Um, just kind of tell us how it got started and how it progressed to where y'all are today.
1: Yeah, we have an interesting origin story, I think. We started over 20 years ago, 1999, as a web-based time and billing system that was actually created by Thomson Reuters and Thomson's elite brand. And it was a bit ahead of its time. We weren't all thinking about running Netscape Navigator and with our software, um, you know, back in 1999. So it kind of languished amongst all the Thomson products. And then um, our CEO, Raza, Um, was working in the mid-2000s for them, and he was asked to evaluate a bunch of different products. He evaluated TimeSolve and thought that was a tool that Thompson should be investing into, and they said, no, not really. So he said, hey, you know what? We're all going to be working on web-based software eventually. Of course, he was right. So he negotiated with Thompson to spin off TimeSolve as a private company, and we've been privately held ever since then. And it is no surprise that we're headquartered up here because that's where Thompson's big, sprawling campus is here in the suburbs,
0: Great. Um, and is there any uh, specific size or specialty of a firm that is a particularly good fit for time Solve or vice versa?
1: Well, we're a particularly good fit for <laughs> any law firm that is looking to have that process of tracking time and sending invoices, you know, be better and, and easier and faster and all that good stuff. But there is no one practice area that, that, you know, we necessarily specialize in or or more suited for. As far as size, we gravitate towards smaller firms, um, anywhere, you know, 25 to 30 users and smaller. The one thing that is really, I think, what I'm gratified for is we are, we do have a good ability to grow as a firm grows. And it, it that point was really brought home to me just yesterday. I was talking to a firm in Indiana that when they first started using TimeSolve four years ago, they had six attorneys. Um, they'd outgrown Harvest. That's what they'd been using and they needed something specific. So they, they brought in TimeSolve. Well, today, four years later, they have 17 attorneys and 20 timekeepers. So they've more than tripled their size and we've been able to grow with them and they've been you know, able to grow the software uh, as they've grown their business, which is always um, great to hear that, that we have the ability to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think at law Pay we really feel the same way. We are oftentimes one of the first technologies that a law firm will start using because everybody likes to get paid. And right. um, it's really fun to kind of be there and grow up, grow up with these firms. So, Yeah, I think that's a really great segue sort of um, the point that Time Time Solve seems like a good product for any firm who wants to accurately track their time and get paid for all of those billable hours and Scott, I really think um, Hearing you talk about Raza's vision for In the 90s that he understood that things were moving into the cloud, I think is really interesting in light of the fact that you guys have been a remote and distributed team this entire time. So um, I think that's interesting that he really put his money where his mouth was in terms of being a believer in that transition to you need to be able to do your work from anywhere. And he really kind of went all in on that concept.
1: Yeah, and it's been interesting, you know, as the company has grown and we've grown, we've more than tripled our, you know, uh, employees uh, number since I started here four years ago. But, you know, managing that growth is interesting when you are a remote company and how you have that communication thread and there's challenges as everyone is experiencing here since March I don't need you know it's no secrets anymore about what some of those challenges are of having a remote office and having us all here individually doing this sort of thing Um, but yeah Raza's you know he's kind of been plucking his feathers you know yeah like hey everyone's finally getting to where I've been for years
0: (laughs) Yes, we're all just catching up with Raza yeah So jumping into some of the questions that we got before um, we started this afternoon, and this is one that we've gotten every time we've done this show uh, is, how does a firm that's been using a solution that's not cloud-based and whether that is because they're using a, a spreadsheet or, or something that's saved on their desktop um, or if it's software that's installed on a server in the office, how does how does TimeSolve make sure that a firm doesn't lose that history? Is there a way that you guys can bring that existing data into a new setup of TimeSolve?
1: Yeah, and that's, I think, one of our strengths that we try to play to is first of all again uh, to shout out to not that i'm sucking up to my boss but rosa made the the decision years ago to hire our support and even our salespeople who have legal billing backgrounds so they know legal billing really really well and they'll really will help um with that conversion process to the point where we'll oftentimes do it completely for a firm as part of them moving from one system to another and it gives that peace of mind of hey you know what i might hate the beast that i have in my room right now but at least it's my beast and i know it and i've been able to wrestle with it you know for years i know it well enough moving to a different thing while well, my they know conceptually in the long run it's the best solution for them but it's a you know crossing that gap that it can feel mm-hmm. so daunting and we try to have that bridge of like it's okay come on over to the other side we're going to hold your hand walking across that bridge and make sure you have all the tools and all the data that you need. We'll fill up that backpack. I can't believe, I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, but we'll (laughs) fill up the backpack of your data, cross that bridge and bring you into the, you know, the milk and honey land of of time solve and easy time and billing.
0: Great. Yeah. And is there, is it expensive?
1: Well, it depends. We do a conversion. If you're moving on your data from Um, you know, spreadsheets, or you're able to get it out of any of your systems that you have, we'll do that conversion as part of your subscription. It's free. If we do offer full historical conversions of people coming from time slips and tabs three, that some of those desktop installed servers, because that process is a little bit more challenging, there is a conversion fee that we charge for that service.
0: Got it. Um, so let's keep talking about money, um, specifically ROI, right? A, a firm that's investing in a new technology expects it to save them time and save them money or even make them more money. I know you can't probably create more time, but. Um, well,
1: you can, though, you know, and, and that's part of what and we have. Um, we have an ROI calculator that we've even put together on our, on our website to show prospective uh, customers that, you know, it's pretty slick. You can put in how many timekeepers do you have at your firm? What are their, what's their billing rate that they have? And then you just get to play with it and say, let's say you only save two minutes a day on your time and billing process because you're using our tool and not your previous solution. It'll calculate out, okay, that you gain back two minutes a day at an hour equals X number of more billable time available to you. So you have to look at it in that frame of mind of like, if I gain, let's say when we've done a survey that customers that move over to time self save on average, eight plus hours a month in their billing process, you know, could be less, could be more. That's a full extra day for somebody that could turn into billable time. Well, that's going to more than pay for, you know, 30, 35, $20 a month per user in a matter of minutes.
0: Hi, listeners. Thanks for joining Beyond the Payment. I hope you're enjoying this pre-recorded episode from 2020. Coming soon, we'll be releasing Fresh Cuts recorded this year. Like and subscribe so you don't miss out on those. And stick around. The lightning round is ahead, where I put my guests in the hot seat. Um, We don't want to run out of time before we get to the most important and most exciting aspect of... um, of this little event, which is the lightning round, and okay, you guys, I went, I went ahead and I downloaded a a bell a a, a bell app so that I can <laughs> ding when Scott gets um, gets a question right. So um, the rules are sixty seconds. I'm going to put sixty seconds on my timer. I've got ten questions. So Scott, are you ready?
1: Fire away. I'm ready. Bring it okay,
0: on. <laughs> ready, go. Favorite candy. M Ms oh okay ding there it is um beach or mountain vacation
1: mountain vacation
0: oh me too favorite legal tech event
1: aba tech show all
0: right What's a dream car
1: my dad's corvette
0: uh, zoom google hangouts or microsoft teams
1: we're all about zoom
0: zoom in we're zooming Time solve. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: My wife's spaghetti washed down by my chili. Oh,
0: (laughs) Favorite TV, film, or, or literature lawyer?
1: Oh, that's easy. Atticus Finch.
0: Oh, very good. Yeah, I totally agree. Favorite sports team?
1: Minnesota United FC soccer team.
0: Um, The best time-solve feature?
1: Our integration with LawPay.
0: You didn't have to say that. But two dings for that. And your favorite Law Pay team member.
1: It has to be Bailey. Our, no, I'm just kidding. It's Amanda, of course. You're you're my you, can you know. You say
0: Bailey. Bailey, our wonderful producer. Um, I really thought you were going to say Amy Mann. Amy Mann and I are constantly competing to see who's um, whose favorite, uh, who Scott's favorite is. So um, great, you win. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Beyond the Payment. I want to thank my co-producers, Keely Leonard and Jen Curtis, and a round of applause for Ryan Berry, who wrote our original theme song. If you liked what you listened to today, please like and subscribe to Beyond the Payment. Thanks again for listening. I'm Amanda Hike. We'll catch you next time.